0: G'day you mob, Pete here, and this is another episode of Aussie English, the number one place for anyone and everyone wanting to learn Australian English. So, today I have a GOSS episode for you where I sit down with my old man, my father, Ian Smithson, and we talk about the week's news, whether locally down under here in Australia or (laughs) non-locally, overseas, in other parts of the world. Okay, and we sometimes also talk about Whatever comes to mind, right? If we can think of something interesting to share with you guys related to us or Australia, we also talk about that in The Goss. So, these episodes are specifically designed to try and give you content about many different topics where we're obviously speaking in English and there are multiple people having a natural and spontaneous conversation in in English. So, it is particularly good to improve your listening skills. In order to complement that, though, I really recommend that you join the podcast membership or the Academy membership at AussieEnglish.com.au where you will get access to the full transcripts of these episodes, the PDFs, the downloads. And you can also use the online PDF reader to read and listen at the same time. Okay. So, if you really, really want to improve your listening skills fast, Get the transcript, listen and read at the same time, keep practising, and that is the quickest way to level up your English. Anyway, I've been rabbiting on a bit, I've been talking a bit. Let's just get into this episode, guys. Smack the bird and let's get into it.
1: Eyes painted on cows, butts fought lion attacks. (laughs) The end. Nothing more needs to be said. Yeah,
0: I thought you'd like that one. That's a winner. That is not an Australian one. Uh, No. No. Although it would be pretty interesting if lions lived in the outback here, right? That would be pretty Uh, crazy. Well, maybe there'd be a few less camels and goats. (laughs) (laughs) Well, not if you painted eyes on their bums, apparently. Uh, Well, yeah, I
1: I don't think- um I don't think lions would be too concerned about eyes on camel's butts. They're a bit too high up. (laughs) Well, that'd be like a giraffe's face. Yeah, exactly.
0: So, you want to read this one out? Oh, no, you can go
1: for it. Go for it. This is yours. I just- I just had to read the title.
0: Yeah, this is an article from Big Think. Um, So, an experiment in Botswana suggests a non-lethal deterrent for predatory lions as opposed to non-predatory lions. Yeah, I- Again. (laughs) (laughs) Lions that don't predate. Yes, there is a- (laughs) Vegetarian lions. Yeah, there is is an element
1: of gilding the lily here with the language, but- Yeah.
0: So, I'll read out a little bit of this, but it was pretty cool. For cattle owning subsistence farmers in Botswana, lions pose a threat to the livestock on which they depend. Attempts to keep cattle safe often result in the shooting or poisoning of the big cats. Aside from the obvious moral discussion of what makes the life of one animal more worthy of preservation than the other, large predators play a vital role in preventing trophic cascades in which the loss of one species throws an entire ecosystem dangerously out of balance. We talked about that in another episode. We have. So, yeah, you take out the large predator at the top, the things that it predates upon can sometimes- go crazy, you know, like if you were to kill all the wolves in Yosemite National Park or um, Yellowstone National Park and all yeah. the deer suddenly breed up and start destroying the environment, that's a trophic cascade where yeah. it ends up screwing up all of the ecosystem and of the up, animals below. Up, they
1: they uh, eat all of the plants.
0: And then the then animals they're below they're them dead. have trouble yeah, surviving. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So the African lion population is in decline with the estimated number of adults ranging from 23,000 to 39,000 as opposed to more than 100,000 in the 90s, which is crazy. I didn't realize that they'd almost dropped three thirds, three thirds, three, three quarters. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, About between a quarter
1: and, you know, 23 23
0: to 39%. yeah. Yeah. So, uh, as part of the search for a non lethal remedy to the farmer's problem, A collaboration between the Botswana Predator Conservation Trust in Africa and the Centre for Ecosystem Science at the University of New South Wales and Taronga Conservation Society, both in Australia recently completed a program they called the iCow Project. Yeah, (laughs) except it's uh, the letter I dash (laughs) cow. Like iPhone. Yeah. It's tongue in cheek, uh, pun intended, moniker (laughs) might just as easily be spelled iCow, as in- As in in your eye eye that you can see with E-Y-E, since what it involves- What it involved was painting large eyes on the hindquarters of cows to see if lions would be deterred from attacking them. And it worked. So yeah it was it it, it was interesting it, apparently the experiment uh involved what do we got here so 683 cows had eyes painted on their bums and these are like black and white <laughs> eyes literally painted one <laughs> on each cheek I I, I I I'm just I'm just <laughs> laughing I, this is the stand up comedian in me I
1: can just I can just see these sort of that herd of cattle sitting in a in a pen somewhere going did you draw the black card or the red card? I drew the black card. What's <laughs> happening to you? Are oh, they painting eyes on my butt? Well, they're not painting eyes on my butt. What's going to happen to you? Well, I'm I'm supposed to be protected from lions. What about me? Yeah.
0: What if <laughs> I got? Control eyes in the back group. Of my head?
1: The control group is so sitting there going, "Wait a minute." Yeah, this is dodge.
0: So, 683 cows had eyes painted on their rumps. A cross was painted on the posteriors of 543 cows <laughs> to learn if a natural eye shape was required to deter predators, and 835 cows were left unpainted. So, mm. I guess they've done the eyes to-, oh, to so test. so was a
1: black, red and a blue card.
0: Yeah, yeah, they've done crosses to make sure it's not just that you've painted a circle yeah, on the bum of the cow, yeah. and then there are the ones that have just been left alone. So, most lion attacks occur during the day. Cattle are more likely to be securely penned at night. So, the test cattle were painted in the morning and released to forage as usual. There were 49 painting (laughs) sessions with each lasting 24 (laughs) days. So, here we go. While 15 of the unpainted cows were ultimately taken by lions, so that's 15 out of 835, not a single eye painted cow was killed and unexpectedly a painted cross seemed to help a bit as well, with only four cross painted cattle being attacked. So, I thought that was pretty cool. So, I think the basic idea here is that lions won't um, attack something when they think it can- It's looking at them. Yeah.
1: Well, particularly animals that have horns on their head. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. They don't want to attack at the pointy end.
0: Well, and you see this all the time, right? In these yeah. like um, yeah, documentaries the where you've got a lot of buffalo or something and they're trying to chase- They're trying to grab one of them. Usually they're waiting for the animal to, to turn and run so that they can grab the bum. Yeah. Um, but, and as soon as the animal turns around, if it's getting chased, usually the lion will stop yeah. and kind of wait to see when are you going to turn and run again. <laughs> exactly. And I think the guy was saying, um, the guy from UNSW, Neil Jordan, I think he was saying that he'd seen something where an antelope, um, was being, you know, Chased by a line and effectively it turned around, and the line stopped and just gave up as soon yeah. as it knew the antelope was like onto it. Yeah, if you're going
1: to defend yourself, it's a different proposition. Yeah. yeah, because for one side of that equation, it's life or death, but for the predator, it's yeah, I'm just going to go after a dumber one, I'm not going to take you on. Well, and so it's you can- the give up cost, returns, uh, right? yeah, the give up cost for a predator is fairly low, yeah, whereas the don't give up cost for a <laughs> for a prey animal um is a hundred percent. you if you get attacked by a lion, you're gonna die. Yeah, so you're not likely to survive. Um but if so if you can stop them attacking, um uh, yeah, it's an interesting interesting little experiment. So not only are they putting eyes on them, but if you're putting two big eyes on a cow's butt, it must look like a pretty bloody big animal with <laughs> this giant head wow. two <laughs> facing heads, you. Right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah, but it was interesting today. we're talking about two. Um, what have we got here? There's also support for this deterrent effect in nature. We're having markings that look like yeah. eyes staring back at a predator yes. appears to provide a distinct evolutionary survival advantage for a range of species, mm-hmm. including butterflies, moths, reptiles, fish, and birds. So this is why especially with things like butterflies, and I've definitely seen um caterpillars that look like snake heads, their yes. bums look like snake heads, yeah. I think. You know, it's really crazy.
1: A lot of caterpillars just have bums that just look like heads
0: as well, you know, two-headed animals. It it blows my mind how much evolution has impacted the, you know, adaptation of these animals. So, it's like the predators are effectively constantly picking off individuals of a species. And then as a result, the individuals that don't get picked off, you know, have these mutations where they may have different pigments or colours or limbs or whatever it is. run faster
1: or- Yeah, whatever it happens to be.
0: Well, and in the case of eyes, that these moths slowly develop these markings on their wings, they're the only ones that the predators don't attack. And the more and more they look like eyes, the more they're left alone. Exactly. And beyond that, the cool thing is like mimicry, right, where animals- One animal will evolve to be very deterrent. It may have markings like the eyes or it may be toxic or venomous or something, yeah. and then you'll have another species that looks similar and predators will start avoiding but all, the individuals of that species that it has looks very flag, similar. It doesn't actually have the deterrent. Yeah, well, that's- <laughs> It's got the holster, but not the gun, right? Yeah, so, it exactly. looks- It looks like it's carrying, but it's actually got no bullets. Yeah. yeah so, evolution's cool. I, d- I definitely yes. love these sorts of things. So, what do you reckon is going to happen with these cows? You reckon they're going to have this- um, Widespread, I don't know, new job of painting yeah, eyes on the they- bums of cows in, well, in maybe Botswana. Well,
1: maybe there will be. The question is going to be as to how quickly the lions learn. Yeah. Uh, but well, that
0: was one of the caveats, I think, in this article, yeah, right?
1: Because then there's going to be- uh, It's probably going to take less than one generation of lions to have a few smart <laughs> ones go. No, nah, that's a
0: fake. <laughs> <laughs> I'll pick the fake. It would yeah. be interesting to see if that was passed on culturally. Like, oh, I sure the, it will if the be, lines because, would just because, say, go for the ones with the eyes on the exactly. bum. <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, yeah, because they're, they're, and their cultural evolution is obviously in a single generation. It can mm-hmm. change the entire behavior of a population in a single generation. It doesn't rely on you know, individual genes getting, you know, increasing in numbers over, you know, potentially hundreds or thousands of generations. So it can happen instantaneously because all you need is a, you know, a couple of smart females, particularly who just teach their cubs.
0: Well, they don't um, even have to be smart, right? They just, for whatever reason, they just ignore the eyes and yeah, start attacking these yeah. cows. And then, as a result, you know they're constantly attacking these cows with eyes on their bums. It turns out they're easier prey yeah. <laughs> than, <laughs> the, than the wild animals. So. And then they're like, "Well, just go for the ones with eyes on their bums. <laughs> <laughs> they're they're a sure thing. Yeah. <laughs> you'll you'll fatten up, although you'll probably piss off quite a few um, Botswana farmers and they yeah. may poison yeah, or shoot be High you.
1: velocity lead poisoning for the next problem. But
0: what do you think is going to happen with uh, lions in the future? Do you think we're going to lose those in Africa? Uh-
1: I think there are now- And this is, again, with no expertise in African wildlife management, but I think there are now enough um, large parks where populations of large predators are going to be potentially far enough away from the boundaries of these parks because it's the boundary animals that are the problem. It's the ones that are actually going to be out hunting uh, domestic livestock rather than you know, out hunting wild wildebeest and antelope. Uh, And and so I think there are now enough large parks where some will survive, but clearly that needs to be managed and there will be far fewer of them because, you know, lions will be perfectly happy, I'm sure, over a generation to pick themselves up and move themselves a few hundred kilometres. If... There's a lot more food hanging around. You know, you've got to try pretty bloody hard to go out and catch an antelope. But- Yeah. If you've got, you know, a paddock with a few hundred cattle sitting
0: in it, then it's just smorgasbord. So, for a lion yeah, or I, cheetah Yeah, uh, I hope- or- I hope they end up, you know, not not being wiped out, because mm. they're definitely something I'd like to see in in the flesh. Well, the last one on my bucket
1: lists is South Africa or Southern Africa and East Africa like to go on those safaris.
0: Did you ever hear the of the Savo man-eaters? Yeah, yeah. How crazy is that story? Can me go through that a little bit? So, oh, the you go, yeah. Savo man-eaters were a pair of man-eating male lions in mm. the Savo, this is spelled T-S-A-V-O, T-S-A-V-O. Yeah. region, which were responsible for the deaths of a number of construction workers on the Kenya-Uganda railway yeah. between March and December 1898. And the significance of this lion pair was their unusual behaviour of killing men and the manner of their attacks. So, I think this was sort of like going on from what you say. These lions learnt very quickly that these men were working on a railway. They were laying sleepers and creating this railway um, in in Uganda and, and, and Kenya, going between the two, I guess. And they- The lions would just pick off, you know- people yeah. relatively frequently yeah. once well, a week or two right people are fairly you know, yeah. <laughs> indefensible. <Defenseless>, yeah yeah defenseless <laughs> they, don't, they don't have a lot of defense so. so yeah what is it what has it got here the in 2001 a review about causes of man-eating behavior among lions revealed that the proposed human toll of a hundred or more was most likely an exaggeration but the actual death toll was probably 28 to 31 victims yeah. from these two lions and so they ended up getting um, shot and and killed. And now they're in the Field Museum in Chicago. You can go yeah, and see these yeah. animals, but- Been ca- there, but not when the lions were there. I can't imagine how terrifying that would have been. I know. <laughs> to I know. be like, I'm not working well, at night or I'm not working fortunate- these things nearby. Fortunately, nearby. Jesus.
1: there was- It's- um, There's a bit of luck there in a sense that these were- And they would have been brothers, the, the two lions. Yeah. Um, but the fact that they were males is fortunate because if they had been a couple of females- oh. They would have been teaching their cubs. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> hey,
0: these two legged animals are much easier. Well, and it is, this is that sort of issue we have with a lot of predators around the world, right? Once they learn uh, of a certain food source being readily available, mm. they tend to continue to exploit it, whether it's a crocodile, a bear, or, yeah, you know, and yeah. they have that massive issue in, in, North America with bears, not necessarily killing humans, but just getting into trash and coming yeah, into yeah. suburbs Yeah, you know, humans stuff, provide
1: right? all sorts of food from them, either directly or indirectly. And
0: Did I send you that video of the crocodile? Yeah.
1: Coming up on the beach in Northern Australia? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Eating sharks. Yeah. yeah. Good. Fishermen. God. Yeah. And with all due respect to my friends who are fishermen, there's a lot to answer for. The, yeah. yeah. This story was, you know, without stealing your thunder. Was, no, 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 go for was it. Was basically, you um, yeah, fishermen capturing, you know, or catching sharks um, and clearly- These are small them. sharks. Small sharks, yeah. but clearly slaughtering them, filleting them yeah. and just tossing the carcasses on the beach. And uh, these crocodiles just, you know, coming up on the beach and going- Okay. Okay. You're just providing food for <laughs> me. So, <laughs> yeah,
0: you know, that beach is now <laughs> going to be unsafe for a long time. <laughs> well, and that's the thing <laughs> that people is- don't think about, especially with these predators, yeah. it-, it takes one idiot to encourage them to- try to continue to manipulate easy food effectively. Yeah. yeah. Right. And then endangering other people, because what happens if you have a small child yeah. or a dog yeah, or something- yeah. and crocodiles- Or you get too close to- Crocodiles the water? are
1: long lived, they're intelligent, they form long term habits and they're patient. So. Yeah. Crocodile's not going to come up on the beach the next day and go, oh, no, no sharks on the beach, so
0: I'll never come back here again. I'll do
1: it every week for years.
0: Well, I had this Um story from (laughs) someone- When I was doing turtle research up in Queensland, I remember someone telling me um, that when they were doing turtle research on one of these islands, they had to carry a rifle Mm. because of the crocodiles that would go around the water. And he was saying, oh, yeah, whatever, you know, pfft, yeah, there's crocs here. I know there's crocs here, but what? really, like, they're not going to be that bad. And he was telling me that the first night that he walked around the island, he was like, I could see a crocodile just slowly swimming mm-hmm. about 20 metres out in the ocean, just following us yeah. the whole time.
1: And now the crocodile knows and it
0: takes 20 minutes to walk around the island. Yeah. So- and then he was like, the next night I had the gun. Yeah. <laughs> He was like, I couldn't believe it. I'm like, Jesus Christ. (laughs) Like, that that would be- Yeah, that would be a very bad way to go. But it it was funny because I I shared this with my group in the academy. I was like, check this out. This is what happens if you're an idiot with fishing in, you know, Far North Queensland or or Northern Australia. Make sure, you know, if you're on the beach, especially like this where you're at the water's edge Mm. and you're fishing. Pull the fish in and get away from the water's edge as soon as you get the fish. Exactly. Like get a- get the F away from the water's edge, <laughs> because if, if you fuck around, if you leave bait, you're going to attract things like crocs, which are just- That's why they're called saltwater crocodiles. Yeah. And it was funny, even, even these guys, I was chatting to them and they were like, wait, what? There's crocodiles in Australia? Uh, I was like, uh, dude, yeah. <laughs> like, this is why as soon as you get past about Bundaberg yeah, yeah. In, in Queensland, you just stay away from the water's edge. You just stay <laughs> away from- don't, don't get in the water, just stay away from the water. And it goes all the way around the northern coast yeah, and yeah. down the western Australia. Australia. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. So,
1: mm. predators.
0: I know, they're pretty cool. I wish, though- I do wish we still had the- um, Marsupial lion in Australia. Thylacoleo. Thylacoleo. Yeah. I, I would love to have seen that thing in the wild. Not because I would love to- I mean, you know, it's a predator, so it would have been badass to see that. Yeah. But like with the thylacine, the Tasmanian tiger or Tasmanian wolf, for me as an evolutionary biologist, the thing that really would have blown my mind is seeing- um, thylacoleo in the flesh at a zoo next to an exhibit of actual of, lions, of lions, because yeah. they've convergently evolved effectively the same body yeah, type, but exactly. one's a marsupial with pouches yeah. and the other one's a eutherian mammal yeah. that um, gives birth to live animals yeah. a, well, yeah, or more the, developed. Yeah, thylacine, young.
1: even though it was called the Tasmanian tiger, it was really a Tasmanian wolf. Yeah. yeah it, it looks- or It had the stripes. It looked like- Yeah, it did, so it got but, a tiger but it just name. looked like a wolf yeah. for everything else.
0: Yeah. Well, at least we have video of that, right? Yeah. So, that's what blows my mind. But um, Thylacalea was here with indigenous people and so, you know, indigenous people in Australia would have been up against effectively lions, Mm. Uh, not to mention a lot of these other huge um, megafauna in Australia, like uh, Megalania, the huge six metre long goanna that would have been eating humans, like insane stuff. But yeah, Thylacalea would have been cool because it had these um, huge thumb claws. Yeah. Unlike velociraptors, and I think, too, they had- just one large molar tooth on the top and the bottom of jaws, which were like scissors, yes, for just shearing flesh off. Which, funnily enough, is what
1: big cats, have. well, all cats have.
0: Well, they have got multiple teeth, though. Yeah, they yeah, do, but yeah, but yeah part they're, like they're a actually this weird yeah, one yeah. single tooth mm. that's just really, really big. So that's the convergent evolution thing. that's for shearing, you, doing that. Yeah,
1: it's. It's a different version of the same solution. Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
0: that's- well, and that's the same with the claws thing, right? It didn't yeah. get le- I think um, cats don't tend to have thumbs. No, right. Well, they have like a small finger, yeah. uh, like a um, what would you call it? Like a, a residual dew claw. claw. Yeah. But the the real the- grabbing tools are the main claws, the yeah. four fingers. But they're not they're not opposable. They don't. They can't do this. Yeah. But they can do that. <laughs> yeah. So it, it just would have been so cool to have seen some of the megafauna that theoretically should still be here, right? Mm. Like, the environment hasn't changed that- It has changed to some degree in that we have, you know, different- Different species in different areas. But, you you know, 35,000 years ago, Australia wouldn't have looked that much different from what it does currently, and yet it would have had massive wombats, all sorts of huge kangaroos, large birds, and these lions effectively roaming the place. Mm. It just would have been phenomenal to see that, huh? It certainly would. Anyway. I've been ranting a lot. You have, but that's all right. (laughs) Yeah. Thanks for joining us. If in doubt, just remember,
1: wait a minute, wait a minute. Eyes painted on cow butts. Thought lion attacks. (laughs) So, if you're a cow out in the wilds of Africa- for hire someone to paint eyes I on think, your backside.
0: Well, when you go on safari, maybe something to invest in would be a backpack with eyes backpack on it. Backpack with <laughs> eyes on it. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. it. Or just yeah. some chapless pants well, it's a big with thing your butt now. cheeks yeah, hanging out is, and yeah. draw some- I uh, know. Get some tattoos get of some eyes tattoos. on your bum. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be nice. Yeah, uh, safari butt. Mm -hmm. (laughs) All right. See you guys. Bye. (laughs) Alrighty, you mob. Thank you so much for listening to or watching this episode of The Goss. If you would like to watch the video, if you're currently listening to it and not watching it, you can do so on the Aussie English channel on YouTube. You'll be able to subscribe to that. Just search Aussie English on YouTube. And if you're watching this and not listening to it, you can check this episode out also on the Aussie English podcast, which you can find via my free Aussie English podcast application on both Android and iPhone. You can download that for free, or you can find it via any other good podcast uh, app that you've got on your phone. Spotify, podcasts from iTunes, Stitcher, whatever it is. I'm your host, Pete. Thank you so much for joining me. I hope you have a ripper of a day, and I will see you next time. Peace.